Thank God for bourbon. podcast uh the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network uh this is level 175 believe it or not and somehow we've been doing this for four years i'm your host derek uh and today we are actually breaking the streak the week's long streak of having only two co-hosts on this show uh and this week i am joined by courtney dawson fresh back from florida how are you doing courtney so good so much better so good so much better than what than i was before my vacations before your vacations. I took two. It was nice. Multiple vacations. That's why I haven't Jesus. been here. Must be nice. Oh, so good. Must be nice. That unemployed life. <laughs> Can I have some of that unemployed life? Yeah, if you want to be broke, it's yeah. like Can I move in with your grandma? Sure. There's not a another room, and we only have one bathroom. I figured it out. I don't take up a lot of space. I tell you what, I will swap you. You will swap me? You can live uh, here, and I will live so there. Is that like wife swap? Is that like yeah. that show? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I can just I can go down there and just be like, I am a god warrior and just like <laughs> convert the family to Christianity. Do you guys get that reference? Oh do you guys god. see that episode of Wife Swap? Such a good reference. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, and the uh this silent man huddling over in the corner there <laughs> would be Jake. Jake, how are you doing today? And this week. Long time no talk. It, it's been days. I'm doing it's pretty good. Days. Literally days. Um yeah, yeah. I I, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know how we made it. So last week, I think it was last week, actually. Last week was the fourth anniversary of the first episode of Geekscape Games. And that blows my fucking mind, I have to say. Like, um, it's been so long. It's been so long. It's been 175 episodes. It means we've only missed like 20 weeks out of that four years, which seems like a lot, but also doesn't seem like a lot at the same time. Um, and I think half of those weeks, we actually recorded episodes that got lost or messed up for whatever reason yeah. because we still haven't figured our shit out but we're still here and we're still kicking and i think that this year we've released some of the best content that we've ever released um and it's great i think we're just constantly growing and we're constantly learning and we're constantly not acting on the things that we're learning but sometimes we do and those are when the big changes happen <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. But anyways, we're still here scratching and clawing. And if this is your first episode of Geekscape Games, we talk about video games. I don't know if you know that from the title, but, uh, you know, this week in news, we talk about what we've been playing and what we think of it. Uh, we also have this little unique thing where we've been doing this for four years and we've never played games together. We're kind of very separate in our lives. Um, I've never. And I think that's a bad thing. I've never played and a game with actually, you. No, and I actually I think that I think that I should that the statement should be everyone else has played games together and I have never played games I with anyone. Gonna, I think I played games with Josh once. I've, You've played games with me. I've played And with Jake, but Jake's a fairly new entrant, so I don't know if he can I played games with everyone but you. I played games yeah, with like yeah. even even like Carlos and Kenny. Like I'm pretty sure I played games with them. <laughs> I just uh I like to be alone. Well and you're and busy. uh and I'm uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty busy. I also like I don't know. I feel like one thing that the, the thing that I appreciate most about this podcast is that through various periods of my life, I've gotten really reclusive uh, and I'm in one of those states right now. But this podcast forces me out because because uh, because it's a weekly thing. It's the weekly thing we have to do. And 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 
I super appreciate at least one person coming on board every week to talk to me for an hour or two hours. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that it exists because I don't, I feel like at this point, I don't know what I would do without it. So I appreciate you guys coming on the show with me. I appreciate you talking about video games with you guys. One day, maybe we'll play games together, but probably not. I feel not. like we should. Um, I feel like we should make, it's been long. I've been on the show for two years ish. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. it's time. It's probably time. Yeah. I think the closest we got was when we like were at PAX and like watched each other play some sort of game at some we point. We talked about, about playing card games, tabletops, but we also yeah. slept. I watched you guys play that cat game mm-hmm. like at I, the show. I own that game now. So it's yeah. good. There we go. Let's Can make it happen. Tinkers Come back cats. to Canada. And Secret uh, Hitler. Yeah. Secret Hitler looks like so much fun and so well done. I still haven't played it. I still haven't played it. I just looked at your box. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Should I bring it for uh, Halloween? Um, you can bring it. I don't know if we'll play it, but you can bring it. Um, but yeah, so first thing I would like to do, actually. So Geekscape Games related. We have been talking about Spider-Man uh, for the past month and how good Spider-Man is. And Jonathan is loving Spider-Man so much that this past week on Geekscape, uh, the flagship, Geek- flagship Geekscape show, um, Yuri Lowenthal, who is... He, he does a ton of stuff, but he also was the voice, the fantastic voice of Spider-Man in the new Spider-Man game. Um, and so Jonathan just released just a couple days ago a fantastic episode with Yuri um, just about what that process looked like and keeping the role a secret for multiple years. Um, and just because I'm I I feel like I, I listen and I too and I love every episode of Geekscape, but just I was so invested in this one just because I had, had just finished the game and just multiple times throughout playing that game. I'm like, this guy's doing such a fucking good job because it's like he is constantly talking and constantly quipping. And I feel like when that happens in games, a lot of times I get tired of it. Like I don't want to hear it anymore. Just like just only talk when the story is happening, but he never shuts up and it's amazing. Like I never got tired of it. Um, so yeah, I you know would impl- you know if you're if you listen to Geekscape games if you like video games this is a fantastic episode to jump into if you're not already listening to the flagship show um but yeah yuri lowenthal on the main show of Geekscape this week everyone should definitely check it out um and with that why don't we jump into what games we have been playing this week um who wants to go first not me go ahead whoever you want alphabetical order okay cool um, I have not been playing a ton of games because I was on vacation, but I did bring my Switch with me. And so, can you just tell me? <laughs> I know you've been talking for four seconds, and I'm already interrupting you. But yeah, I would no. like to hear a little bit about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh my God, Harry Potter was so much fun! <laughs> it was everything. Was it more fun I've than that mobile game? Wanted. Um, yeah, I mean, but like anything was more fun with that than that <laughs> mobile game. No. Um. So I got to go. My best friend turned thirty. And it's a big so we, year. It's a big year. Uh, hi, Rosie, because you listen to the podcast sometimes. Thanks, Rosie. We love you, Rosie, even though you don't play video games. Um, but yeah, so Rosie t- turned 30, so a whole bunch of her family and um, me and our best friend Marshall all went down to Florida, and we went to Universal Studios for her actual birthday. That's super um, cool. There's like a giant dragon uh, that sits on top that's, of the green That's gods. all you've ever wanted is like... Do you get to sit on it and take no, pictures? No, I didn't get to sit on anything. It was really disappointing. But it was really cool. Um, and it blows fire sometimes, but we didn't get to see it blow fire because it was too windy because um, there was that hurricane. We weren't affected mm. by it really, it, but it made it rain and it was a little windy. Um, 
I rode on rides, which I normally don't do, but I got out of my box and pushed myself, and I'm really glad I did. The Gringotts ride was really fun. Um, we drank butterbeer and frozen butterbeer. You cannot get it as an alcoholic form, which is disappointing, but know that ahead of time so you won't be sad like I was. Because <laughs> we like were going to day drink. beer in the title. We were going to day drink all day. Rosie started so her day. Beer. With, beer also uh, has beer in the title. Yeah, I know. But uh, so we were a little disappointed, but um, they had some really good on tap beers. Um, I'm pretty sure one was just straight up Guinness and I drank a bunch of those. Um, but it was really fun. Is that, and then, a, is that a bad thing? You sounded no, really disappointed. I okay. really love Guinness. Okay. And it was on tap. I don't get that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we went and got wands. I didn't find one that I liked, so I didn't get a wand. But all my friends did. And they got the, you have two choices in Universal when you buy a wand. You can buy a normal wand or you can buy Gordian one. choices, those don't fix. <laughs> no, I just didn't find anything I liked. And the, so okay, how, so, like, how do you find a wand? Like what is what is the difference between the wands? So um, you basically – they have an Ollivander's you go into. Mm-hmm. And you just walk around and look at them. They did have – like they have specific wands that are used by certain characters. And they, you can look at them and decide if like, oh, you know, like I really identify with – insert character's name here. I really want their wand. So mm-hmm. you can go and you can pick it up and you can purchase it. Um, they also had um, like – generic death eater ones generic aurora ones and then they had ones that were based on um birth months i believe so you would go by stone but in one form yeah but in wand form so like if you like i was born in in december and so my wand was uh, i don't know i think it was birch um and you can look at it and it was it was supposed to talk about like your personality and stuff you know hippy dippy horoscope bullshit um i just didn't find one that i really liked um, until we watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like two days later, and I saw one of the characters' wands had a shell at the end, and I was like, "Oh, I like that mm-hmm. one." And I googled it, and they sell that one, Ooh. so it's a little sad. Um, How however, much is a wand? Like, do they vary or? No, they're all, there's two different price points. So you can get a normal wand, which is I think like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get it at Universal, you can get them on Amazon as well for like thirty. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Uh, but they also sell one that has a little infrared emitter on the end. And those ones cost, I think, like $60. Um, but if you purchase that one, while you're walking around Universal Studios, there's little plaques in different areas of mm-hmm. Hogs War- Hogwarts, or not Hogwarts, um, the Hogwarts area and then like Hogsmeade. Yep. Um, and you can stand there and it has like a little thing to show you how to flick your wand. And then if you do it just right, it'll do something. So like really yeah so like one had like a box that opened with a giant chocolate frog and it sang at you there was one where you could you did the certain thing and it made it rain underneath this umbrella um you could turn lights on like things would move around they're like animatronics but they're triggered by that IR like it was that's so really much cool. fun so much fun um we went over to Hogsmeade Hogsmeade I think was less fun um you had to get into a different park to get into it so we took the Hogwarts Express to get there which was fun. Like they actually um, have a train and stuff. Yeah, like it's a ride. So you take a, you take wow. the train as a ride to get to Hogsmeade. Uh huh. Um, and when you get there, it's kind of weird because all the buildings are covered in snow for some reason. I don't know why because Hogsmeade is not like Wintertown. Um, you just they just went there on break in the winter, so I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of strange, especially because you're in Florida and it's like a hundred degrees. Um, Maybe it's just give you like a it's like you're away from home type thing i guess it was just, is it real snow or is it just like decorated it's fake, like it's, it's like fake like hard snow okay only on the buildings mm. 
and then there's like oh, a yeah, snowman and stuff. It was odd. Um, but and it's got like some of the same small shops and stuff they have at the main place. Um, but it's just a separate area, smaller. Um, mm. but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We ate some really good food there. Um, wandered around, did those spells, spent the day together, went out that night later to Disney Springs, which is like an open air mall, and drank a lot. Um, yeah. It's just, I feel like it was alcohol good. is cheaper than water down there. It is not. In the United States in general. In the United States, yes. In Disney and Universal, it is not. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Actually, it probably still is because water is probably exorbitantly expensive. I didn't buy water in the park um, because I brought – we bought water bottles and brought them with us and I just had water in my bag. Um, But I did have a couple times where I needed some electrolytes, so I bought a $5 Gatorade. That's like how much Gatorade costs in Canada, basically. That's a $5 Gatorade. Um. And then, like the drinks, I think all the beers were like ten bucks mm-hmm. or eleven bucks, something like that. I don't know. I spent a lot of money. Um, I don't regret it because I I loved spending time with my friends and stuff. I just I spent a lot of money on stuff, <laughs> and I feel like I don't. I didn't really bring anything back. I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy a wand. I didn't get like I didn't buy any merch. Um, I bought like a lanyard that says Ravenclaw on it. Um, but I took a lot of really good pictures and I like printed some of them off with my cool new photo printer that I have that I fucking love. Um, so yeah, it was good times. I, I enjoyed it. Um, sounds like fun. I think children should be banned from parks, but <laughs> that's a different story. There's just a lot of shitty little kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shitty adults too. That's very true. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so yeah, so I was doing that. I walked like 10 miles a day. Um, when we were at the parks for every day. And that was a lot for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, I was going home and sleeping or I was drunk and sleeping. So I didn't play a whole lot of games. I did um, pick up a new game for my Switch. Ooh. Um, and I really enjoy it and recommend it. It's called Devious Dungeon. And mm-hmm. it's just like a platform dungeon game where you're like, you just go through and you try and get as far as you can and kill all these monsters and go through all the levels. And that's pretty much it. Um. But I, I don't know. I like I got good at it. I play I downloaded the demo for free and mm-hmm. then really loved the demo. So I was like, oh, I should buy this game. It's like six dollars. Yep. So I did it. That's 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 really inexpensive. It's really good, right? Yeah. Um, and I've been playing it for hours and hours and hours. And I played it in Florida. I took a day off and didn't go oh, to yeah, the parks yeah. and I just sat outside in the sun and then really? played on my switch. And so is it kind of just like, are you, do you just play until you, de- like, is this the goal just to get as far as you can and then you restart type thing? Or is so, it actually like level based? Or It's level based. So like if you, every four levels, you get like a checkpoint mm-hmm. um, and you, you're you just, yeah, you're just playing until you die. And then you can buy gear so you can do better and you can level up a little bit that way. Um, and so you, every time you kill monsters you and break like bases and stuff, you get coins and then you can use mm-hmm. those coins to purchase items that will make you stronger um, have more health and have more of a hit chance and that's about it and then it's just not being bad and not falling into traps so um i beat the first boss which is a big deal for me um so i'm like 20 levels in which is a big deal for me because i'm not good at platformer jumpy <laughs> games yeah um and i i don't know i really i really enjoy it so i definitely definitely recommend that one devious dungeons it's cute pixel art you know is it on other platforms as well or just Switch? Uh, I've only seen it on Switch. I, to be honest, mm-hmm. I haven't looked it for it anywhere else. Sure. Because um, I was just like, oh, I have this for my Switch now. Um, because I still 
I love having Skyrim on my Switch, but I feel like I have to do it when I'm like going to be sitting for a long period of time. It's not like a pick up and put down game when I'm on yeah. my Switch. So I have but it actually looks me. like it is on other consoles as well as Android. Yeah, I see it. You can get it for two bucks at the Google Store. Yeah. Super fun. Please go get it. It's it's great. It's good times. Um, I also, while standing in line, because I didn't bring my Switch with me to my to the parks because we were doing some rides with water and I didn't want my, it to get wet. Um, so I didn't. And also there was that whole like constant fear of it being stolen. So I left yep. it behind. But I wish <laughs> I had it with me because it would have been perfect because like when we did the the Disney Avatar ride, the Blue People Pandora ride. So you're riding on. Shit, they have an avatar ride. They have an av- Oh, no. Okay, so this ride was the coolest fucking ride I've ever been on. And I don't do rides. <laughs> and I don't yeah. like rides. But this I would do again. I stood in line for an hour and a half to go on this ride. Uh, I guess it counts as sitting on a giant creature because you're flying, quote, flying on one of those giant banshees, the dinosaur things they fly on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they put you on like, it feels like you're sitting on a motorcycle or maybe like a small horse. And uh-huh. you're flying. So you're like diving down and moving around and they have air flying in your face. And then like sometimes you go buy something hot. So there's a hot jet of air and like water splashes you and you can smell things in the forest. It was so cool. And your seat breathes like a horse or like the band. Oh, sheet. really? It's so fucking cool. And you're wearing 3D glasses. I wish it was in VR. It would be so cool in VR. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a long wait for that. And I wish I had my switch because <laughs> it was a long ass wait. Um, but I did have my phone. I played Clobbert, uh, which is that little gachapon game I told you guys about. Like yep. last time it was on. Oh, uh, yeah. This is just the like, yeah. You just, okay. you just, you, you use your claw, you open up things, you get little cute animal prizes and then you keep going. Um, I've reached the point finally where I'm starting to get, the feeling like I need to start purchasing things in order to progress. But I have been playing this game pretty constantly since mm-hmm. I got it. I've gotten most of the worlds already completed. Like, cause you can catch, you have to get all of the gachapon prizes for each world and build a puzzle. Cause you get puzzle pieces sometimes too. So I've done one, two, one, two, three, four, five, five worlds that way. So that's a uh, lot of. So how long time. does each world take? Would you say? I think it de- a couple hours, like maybe three uh-huh. hours total. If you're that's a lot of gameplay. If you're yeah, and that's if you're um if you're because you have to wait. You either have a choice between waiting for your eggs to hatch over a certain amount yeah. of time or p- spending coins to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's with like a combination of that. So. Um, so have you spent money on this game? Not yet. I might. You should. You probably should. Yes, I probably how many will. hours of. Joy- joy has clubber brought you clubber clubber has brought me so many i've squealed over these cute little things you pick so many times Uh um especially like there's like like that's worth a dollar there was an under the sea version and like you get like a little (laughs) snorkel mask for your claw and you get to get all these cute little so is clobbert a person clobbert is the claw that you use to pick up the thing like does it have like a face like is it alive it has a face right now mine is wearing a pizza like you get little hats for him you get you're doing oh there's so many islands there's the different themed islands so like you can choose your hat to match your island theme so when i was doing the sea paradise one where you're underwater like i had the little scuba mask on and the little eggs that you catch are like different are also matched to theme and then your prizes are matched to theme and it's just a lot of fun 
I I it's a dumb game, but I love it so much. I don't care. I am looking forward to your end of year top games of the year Clobbert. list this year because <laughs> Clobber going to be God of War. No, it's going to be God of War, Clobber, and Devious Dungeon. There's nothing else in my life right now. Uh, oh, I- everything else sucked. I'm not even going top five. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Diablo three uh, recently, and I played Don't Starve Together with Jake. It was a lot of fun. Um, I I don't know how Jake feels about Don't Starve Together yet. Well, I guess we'll find out. I love that game to fucking pieces. So anytime I can get someone to play with me is a good day. <laughs> no one wants to play with me. Um, so yeah, I yeah. I have not played Don't Starve Together, but I have shared my thoughts on Don't Starve, and it's like I love the uh, I love the design, and I love I love it visually, and I just like it just didn't feel fun. Oh, I love that game. It's it's definitely like a Minecraft survival type thing. If you if you go into yeah, that's it fair. not expecting that, it's not. When I feel like I've only played it like twice, and I didn't. I w- I went into it pretty blind, so I didn't yeah. know what to expect, and it was just kind of like. I'm like, what am I? What am I doing? Like, yeah. Oh, ne- oh, now I'm dead. Okay, I'll try one more. Oh, oh I'm dead again. I did that. Okay, a lot. let's never play this again. Um, I did that a lot, and then I went to the wikis for it because I think. Okay, I but see. I started playing when it was simpler. So I started playing it in like the beta phases when it was pretty simple, mm-hmm. and all you had to do was not starve to death and not, not die from the darkness. And now mm-hmm. there's like weather and giant creatures that come all the time and seasons. Oh, there was no creatures then? Or? There were some. Like there were some that would come like if you chopped too many trees down, an ant would come. So okay. and so you would have to know that, oh, in order to prevent the ant from spawning or reduce the chance of him spawning, you also had to plant trees as you go. Uh-huh. Um, same thing with the jackalopes. If you killed too many of them, there was like a jackalope creature that would come and get you and you'd have to fight it so you just had to be cautious of like how many bunnies are you killing periodically um yeah but there wasn't like now they have like winter and stuff and in the winter time like these walrus hunter guys come and they're very scottish like and they'll hunt you like straight up oh really (laughs) yeah so and there's other things in there that didn't used to be in there so all these new mechanics um are definitely make it a lot harder if you're just trying to come in and jump into Uh it so but if you read the wiki a little bit and have someone with you, maybe who is better at is, is together is together easier because you're working to working together, or does it add additional challenges as well? <laughs> I mean, it definitely adds challenges if the person you're playing with doesn't know what they're doing. Like I played this, I played Don't Starve Together with Jane, and he burned our camp down because he, I don't know what he did. <laughs> but he burned everything like I, I we had had a pretty good setup going and then like the next thing I know everything's on fire and then a bunch of penguins came and started running through the camp and then we died and that was the last time I had played with someone until Jake and I played um, I don't know Jake what do you think do you think it's easier do I think it's what? fun good bad you can crush my heart it's fine well now I can't do that so <laughs> uh, it, it's it's okay um, it the style's really cool and the survival aspects are there, but I don't really know what I'm working towards. And I don't really have the the urge to work towards it. Mm. I um, know. See, and I know that there's like there's like weird things that you can find as you explore that I know do something, but I've never gotten to a point where I know what they actually do. Um, like there's like weird robot parts you can find that I've never found all of them, and then there's like a magic aspect to everything. So you can like create portals to other places. I don't know what the point of this game is. I just love running around in it. I feel like there's like... I think the point is to not starve. Yeah. yeah, There's a really good game buried under layers and layers of abstraction. Yeah. And I think it's just a little bit 
too dense and it hits you a little too hard too early for me to really get enough momentum going where I feel that I'm enjoying it. I think, too, I think it was designed for people who have played Don't Starve alone. So I think, like, if you played Don't Starve by yourself and got an idea of how it should work and then were like, I love this game and I want to play with my friend, then that would make it easier to do that. So does regular Don't Starve have a plot and, like, progression? Or is it the same as the together game, just That's without the second player? good question for someone who is from Clay and knows more. <laughs> Cause that, like, so when I have played Don't Starve, it just kind of drops you into it, and it doesn't seem like there is... Like, it seems like there's lore around a lot of it, but there's not a direct story it, as it doesn't far as, tell you. as the last one. Yeah, you have, to, you have to, like, find it. It's, it's not... It's one of those games where they don't really hold your hand with how to do anything and what the story is, which is frustrating, but also kind of fun. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it's a lot like Minecraft in that aspect. I think where like Minecraft doesn't tell you how to, to make all the things or how to get all the things. And there is a storyline in it. If you want there to be, I think now, but like, yeah, but Minecraft doesn't immediately murder you. If you're out after dark, sure does. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not I died my first night. Oh no. The darkness itself doesn't kill you. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, the, the learning curve is much sharper in something like Don't Starve than yeah. it is with Minecraft, or at least in earlier Minecraft. I I ju- in, in my defense, years. I tried to tell you, I believe, that we needed to make sure we had a fire before it got dark. <laughs> I feel like that's I didn't even know what I needed to do to make the fire. Come to me. <laughs> that's not helpful. That's not helpful. I'm not very helpful sometimes. Sorry. I get excited and caught up and I forget about logics. Also, it's something I'm vaguely good at, so I get excited about that. Uh, is there an ending? Have you made it no. to the end? No. I've made it. No, there no, isn't. Or... I, well, I haven't made it to the end. I don't know if there is an end. Um, mm. I think there is supposed to be a way where you can get out of the world because like, the guy who drops you in, who's there at the very beginning, Maxwell, um, if you played the, the straight Star version, um, I think there's a way that you become him or capture him. It's not very clear. Um, but that ev- involves like building some of the the more advanced science and magic machines. So I mm-hmm. haven't gotten there. I've I've survived a couple hundred days on my own. A couple of hundred days. I think I got to like day four or something. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I got good at this. A couple of hundred days. How long does that? T- how? What kind of time frame I is don't that? Know. How many hours have I put into that game? That's the question. Because like I've spent most of the time playing by myself and. Yeah. So let me look and see what Steam says if it'll react. Because right now it's like you want to play Elder Scrolls Online, which is a lie. Uh, you should want to play Elder Scrolls I, Online. It's I a lot do, of fun. but not right now. Um, I put in about a hundred hours. It's like Skyrim, but with friends. You could play. I with know Jake. that's what I was thinking. Because I also really want to start playing World of Warcraft again. I'm trying not to fall into that pit hole. Man, I would love to play World of Warcraft. I started again. watching uh, Griffin McElroy's Peacecraft, and I now want to play WoW. I don't know what any of that. Oh, means. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> but World of Warcraft. Yeah. I mean, so I put in. An, I've. I just need a gaming. <laughs> I've put about ninety nine. Can we get a gaming? Ninety nine hours in a Don't Starve. Nine, holy shit! Wow, that's that's so um, much. Like I put less hours than that into The Witcher, and I finished the campaign. I mean, yeah, I've put in. Uh, and this is since this is since getting this computer. I don't remember if I had that game before. I got a different computer. I've also, I mean, on this computer, I've put in like 340 hours of Skyrim. So, holy, <laughs> wow. 
what are you, what are you doing at that point in Skyrim? I'm replaying the same thing over and over again, generally. Wow. Uh, and uh, the next highest game I have is Civ Five with sixty eight hours. So, um, that is a, that's a like that's quite a quite the top. That's three. my top. That's my top three. I think. I don't yeah. think. That's pretty impressive. Uh, what's paper papers please isn't even close. So. Um, do you play Don't Serve on your phone as well, or just on just the computer? Just on my computer. I did get the mobile version, and I was playing it on my tablet, and then my tablet got stolen. Um, so I haven't done that. Um, you could play it on your phone I know, right now. I didn't now. even think about that. I've had, like... Not, like, right now, because we're recording, but, like, after But, like, this. I can make a note about it. So, I would do that. Yeah. Uh, I do love that Um, game. have you played Skyrim VR? No, I have not. I haven't touched it. I no. would. It's pretty cool. You should try it next yeah. time you're over. Oh, and also, I got a new graphics card and upgraded my computer. So now, oh, now no I own... What kind of... Did you get the graphics card you um, wanted? I, I did, actually. Um, Jake helped me yeah. look at specs and stuff, and I got the... Mm-hmm. It's not the top of the line. It's a GTX 1070. 1060. 1060. Um, six gigabyte mm-hmm. memory. And it barely fits in my tower. <laughs> <laughs> but it works so nicely. And it overheats every 20 minutes because it doesn't no, fit in I the mean, tower. No, I mean, it's just my tower, I guess, is kind of not very deep or very wide. Okay. And so, like, I had a fan I wasn't using because it wasn't hooked up. So I just took that out and that kind of solved that problem. But it just fits. It is a snug fit yeah. for that card. Yeah. Uh, what kind of performance improvements have you um, noticed? I could walk around the inn in Witcher without my computer freaking the fuck out. So that was good. That's important. It was a, a huge improvement, improvement. Yeah. and then I was like, I don't really want to play this right now and close it out. But I could, I could actually like <laughs> when I was trying to play Witcher before, like it was so stuttery, laggy, freaking out because it couldn't mm-hmm. handle the graphics load that I couldn't yeah. even do yeah. anything. So now at least I can walk around and do stuff, and it, I think it's at like a one of the higher level graphic settings. That's great. That's Everything awesome. else I play mm-hmm. now is playing on ultra high because it can and looks because all you play is games from 2011 <laughs> you're not wrong so i played skyrim i was like oh i got this installed let's see what skyrim looks like and i have all i have a bunch of ultra hd mods for skyrim that i had installed and ran yeah. but apparently we're not working right because it looks so much better <laughs> like i noticed an improvement on my hella old game that i have vanilla installed and i was just like oh yeah. this is so cool i'm like Jake, I will see you in two years when I'm done playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another 300 hours to put in this game. So I'm super, super happy. You could just see him in the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. You could. I don't know if I'd pay for it, though. It's it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's worth it. It's Well, and it's really, like, just by the, the base game alone is, like, I think 200 hours yeah. worth of content. And there's no monthly fee. Like you just buy the game, and which I think is like twenty or thirty dollars yeah. now. Uh, and then you just play it as much yeah. as you want. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm looking at my Steam list, yeah. and like my most played games are like Team Fortress Two, Left 4 Dead Two, Kerbal Space Program. That's about it. Team for uh, Elders. Fuck. Legend. What is it called? Left 4 Dead Two is uh, pretty awesome. 132 hours. Not nearly as many hours uh, as I thought I'd put in. 130 hours, is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I have 130 hours. Guys, I don't think I'm a real gamer. I don't, th- I don't remember last time I put the, like 100 hours into a game or if I ever have put 100 <laughs> hours into the game. Yeah. Um, I think that like The Witcher was, I was like really surprised at how much I had put into The Witcher, which was like 70 or 80 hours. Yeah. You guys are crazy. Well, 
Yeah. But Thanks. I mean, good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Whatever you enjoy. <laughs> I, I, man, I don't know. That's, that's so much. I mean, yeah, but my 130 hours are, are over like four or five years, however long I played Left 4 yeah. Dead for. Right. Yeah. So, uh, did you got, this is a news piece, so not for right now, but, uh, Left 4 Dead 2 and Left 4 Dead are now Xbox One X enhanced in terms of backwards compatibility. So they run in 4K. That's cool. Now, Sweet. Which is pretty cool. You should get an Xbox. What's that? You should get an Xbox. You already got Game Pass. For just nine ninety nine a month, you could play hundreds of games. I have Game Pass. With Game Pass. But I don't have an Xbox to play them on. I know, but you could fit, easily resolve that. Oh, I could do the subscription easily. Xbox. Oh, is that in Canada? I thought that was just in the States. Uh, that's what we have Courtney for. Hi. That's true. Um, but yeah, have you that's been playing anything else, Courtney? Is that it? That is all you got. Are we continuing with alphabetical? I or shall I just realized I've been talking for a amounts of time. Please, someone else take over. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so offended. It's alright, I'll be quick. I'm so offended. Uh, does that mean you want to go next? No, it's fine. Okay. I just won't take 40 minutes to talk <laughs> about the two games I, I feel like I don't talk that much, and what I say is very succinct. You try. So, I try. Uh, okay, Mario Party is still great. I played that a bunch more. You know, it's pretty good, and I liked it and stuff. Elder Scrolls Legends released a big patch, and that patch was great. And uh, they fixed, like, the missing textures and stuff, so there's not weird just blank boxes anymore. That's good. Um, I've not really seen any additional bugs from what I can can remember since that big update on Tuesday. So, Jake, it's a perfect time to download and play for free. Um, and then I also... Literally an hour after our last episode, which I said that I was impressed with my willpower as to not having purchased WWE 2K19. Do you see how quick I'm moving, Courtney? I'm doing this I'm for so you. I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> so, I, so last week I was very proud that I had not yet purchased WWE 2K19 days after it released. Uh, and then within an hour of recording the podcast, I was playing WWE 2K19. Um and I am actually really glad I picked it up because it. I've already put more time into it than I put into 2K18, which I owned for an entire year. Um, they did so many huge improvements. So the career mode, it's called My Career. The career mode in 20, 2K18 was fucking bullshit and like so boring and just like felt like it was like slapped together in a day. Uh, in 2K19, it's like a full, it's like an actual story mode. So you are like playing through a linear story with cutscenes and everything like that. And it's so much fun and really frustrating as well, because it's like you are, you start out as like a not very good, you know, you like you, you wrestle for a small independent promotion and you get this like, like WWE opportunity type thing. And so you're wrestling people that are significantly more talented than you. And so the matches are very, very hard. And so it gets frustrating because I, you know, there would be certain points of the story where I'm having to do the same match 10 times because I just like, you know, I missed this reversal and then I got pinned or whatever, but it's very challenging and it's very hard to put down. Um, so the career mode is a huge, huge, huge improvement. That is where I've spent most of my time so far. Um, I've also kind of found, finally found value in the WWE universe mode, which just basically has all of the, like, it's like a calendar of all the weekly shows and you can choose to play the shows or the pay-per-views that you want. And it's just kind of nice, like forced like rather than just jumping into an exhibition and choosing the superstars, it kind of puts it together based on like, like what it's simulating as to be like, these are the people that are the champions right now and stuff like that. So it builds pay-per-views and stuff out of that. And you have full manual control over it too, which is pretty neat. I've not really done that. I'm just kind of jumping into the shows and playing the matches that I think are interesting. Um, But that's been a lot of, 
of fun. Uh, and I still haven't even touched like the reason I bought it. I was really excited for the return of the showcase mode, which has been missing for two years. Showcase mode has you essentially playing through high points of the career of a certain wrestler. Um, and the last one was two years ago where you played through Stone Cold's career. Uh, and this time you are playing through Daniel Bryan's career. That is the reason I bought the game is because I loved that mode in the previous games because it was like you were playing a story and it gave it like purpose. And in this case, I found it so far in the um, in the uh, the my career mode. And so I've not actually even touched the showcase mode yet. But in any case, it seems like there's a lot of content. Um, this uh, I was pretty like I've never really looked at DLC for these games, but I because I didn't pre-order it, I missed out on Ronda Rousey. I missed out on Rey Mysterio. And looking at the season pass, the season pass is half the fucking cost of the game, and so I did not purchase that. And I've just been dealing with no Ronda Rousey and no Rey Mysterio at this point. But game is a lot of fun. It is the this is the fourth WWE 2K game I've picked up. Um, and it is by far the best one. Uh, I feel like a lot of other things have seen improvements as well. The crowds look better. The lighting is better. Some of the models are still like terrifyingly awful, uh, but some of the models look absolutely spectacular. And I know that last year when the game came out, I was talking about just how I wished that things could look you know, half as good as the UFC games look. And I feel like they are starting to get to that point, at least with certain characters. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Jake, you should download Elder Scrolls Legends. It's really fun. It's free to play. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Courtney, you should too. You like Elder Scrolls. I do. And I, do you know how much money I've spent on Elder Scrolls Legends to this point? $20. $0. Oh. $0. I've not supported them at all. Uh, I've probably played for 20 to 30 hours at this point is what I would guess. I just checked in the last 10 days. I've spent 10 hours in that game. I almost spent money yesterday, but I haven't yet. I probably will soon because I feel bad at this <laughs> point. But uh, just like like the story, because there's, in terms of what you can buy, I mean, you can buy packs. The things, the things that I, like what I wanted to buy was the next story essentially in the game because those are pretty neat and um, you earn a lot of rewards via cards or packs as you play through the missions in the story. Um, and the, there are, they, there's kind of little like voice-based cutscenes between each chapter in them and the story that comes with the game when you download it, I think it took me about five or six hours to play through type thing and I thought it was really neat. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun and uh, very strategic. And it's also like like if I have a 15 minute break at work, I'll, that's usually enough time to play through a like a casual match or something like that. So it's really easy to jump in and out of even if you just have a few minutes. But that is me. I talked for Courtney amounts of time. <laughs> uh, that's it. You actually I'm still done. talked for Derek amounts of time. Just faster. Fuck, that's not a bad amount of time. I'm just like, no, getting in depth, no, was, you know, I'm giving opinions. Exactly. You're just real good at explaining. I'm things. really passionate about talking about I'm video games. I'm, I'm Nerdist. You hear me, Nerdist? <laughs> are I'm you just, just trying to get, are you trying to get Nerdist who doesn't listen to the show to hire you? No, I'm just kidding. It's like a running joke. Okay. Is it? Like a running it joke. Yeah, Jonathan gets it. You better hope so. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, sorry, what was that? What else did you say, Jake? Uh, I was gonna ask what you thought of Mario Party. Mario Party is so much fun, and that is a actually. So I've been playing it a bunch with Michaela, and I also played it with a group from uh, the old work location that I worked at, and it is like it feels like classic Mario Party because it is back to the competitive mode. Um, 
there are there are actually there's a lot of really interesting and really fun like side cooperative modes and stuff like that but just the fact that they've brought back the classic like everyone for themselves you're collecting stars and you're not in a car like driving around a map together just the fact that they brought that back is fantastic and it's already caused like so many laughs and so many arguments between Michaela and I like it is it's a fucking <laughs> blast and the quality of the mini games the mini games are really good um it's been a while since I've really played a Mario Party game. Like I did play and review Mario Party 10 a couple years ago for Wii U. I've already played this new Mario Party for more time than that because it just because it's like that competitive. It just has much more longevity. Um, I've mostly been sticking with just 10 turns because it's like I like it seems like I've only ever had an hour at a time to play type thing. So we've been sticking to the 10 turn uh 10 turn modes which is fun but i am definitely looking forward to playing a longer one at some time just because it feels like like with a 10 turn you don't really have a lot of time to like strategize because you spend a few turns like getting the coins and getting to the location of the star potentially and and if there's just not a lot of time to really do that much so i'm looking forward to playing a longer match at some point but uh yeah it's it's a blast and the games the games feel great and a lot of the games really utilize the like the pretty it's pretty precise motion controls of the Joy-Con controllers and everything like that. So there's there's a lot of variety in in that. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. I've I've I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more with like four players as well because most of it's been two players and the computers and the computers are always kind of idiots. Mm-hmm. So playing with actual real humans, I think, is going to be a blast as well. That's fair. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a group of people to play it with, it's like a no brainer. It's fucking unreal. Yeah, but you guys are all remote, so like it. I don't know. I do want it though. You could come here. I'm going to come here, please. Um, please do. Uh, okay, fine. Right now. Okay. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> um, I've been playing Forza a little bit. I think I put another two hours in after we finished recording uh, last mm-hmm. week, uh, and I played with my landlord for for another hour. We did some races together. Um, that's pretty cool. I don't think I've made it into the uh, the open entirely open world. <laughs> the real the real game. I haven't made it through my first four seasons of Horizon, um, but it's pretty cool. It's gorgeous. Uh, Crossplay is great. I have no complaints. It's a race. Oh yeah, because Evan's playing it on Xbox, right? And you're playing it on the on your PC. Yeah, um, it awesome. runs really well. Um, I'm using my three uh, three sixty controller, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty flawless for uh, for an Xbox game on PC. Does it feel Does it feel overwhelming at all? Like just how like the choice of what to do. Like, I just feel like there's so much. Not yet. Uh, I might be getting okay. there, but um, uh-huh. usually it's like, you can do one of these two things, so I go and do it. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm not quite at the point where, like, other users are putting up their own races and, and that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, mostly just trying to, to grind through the pre-season seasons. Yeah. What kind of races have you enjoyed the most? Uh, I just did one where I got to race the hovercraft. Oh, uh, yeah. That was yeah. super fun. I had to, to run that yeah. a couple of times before I could beat it. Um, yeah, I'm awful at racing games, <laughs> um, but it was really cool. Uh, I find that like this, those are like the horizon spotlight races, which are all like, I've done a few of them and it's like races, big giant, weird thing, um, which are a blast. I also think, I think that the dirt racing series has been the most fun overall aside from that. Yeah. I, I like the dirt races. I, yeah. Just like the handling or whatever. It just feels more, I don't know. I like the like drifty cars and it definitely has the most feeling of that. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I'm not quite good enough yet to be doing accurate drifting. So I'm, I don't know, I'm doing less of those. That's why they got that rewind. They do. It's so handy. It's so handy. 
Oh, that's probably the best feature that and the uh, the racing line where it tells you you know where you need to start mm-hmm. braking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do find that it draws my eyes directly towards it, um, kind of like detective vision in other games. Okay, I'm, not, I'm paying more attention to the racing line than I am to what's going on around me. Um, yeah. It could just be the line. It could that just could be, be the line, yeah. And, and yeah. some some elevation notes, yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, uh, I put probably three hours into Don't Starve together with Courtney. <laughs> um, was it only three hours? God, it felt like so much longer. So sad. I wish you liked that. It's just like when will this end? No, to it was be two fair, hours, like when you started playing, you also chose like hard characters to play like do you remember when you no, got starved jake, finally jake did jake that on played purpose. a character where if you don't do certain things like you lose sanity and if you lose sanity it makes the game harder to play because like you're trying to battle like actual real life monsters and monsters in your brain so just like real life just like real life it caught real <laughs> um and so that made it like hard mode um and then i forgot the character you played the second time uh, I played the strongman guy. Oh, you played the strongman, and he needs a lot more food than normal, so you have to work harder to like keep up on your on your food reserves, and so otherwise he doesn't function properly, and so that's playing harder. So like Jake just like picked two of the harder characters to play, <laughs> um, and like still adjusting to the mechanics, so it made it harder. I feel you're, I'm done. You're probably not wrong. Um, I mean, am I ever wrong? Yes, sometimes. Sometimes. About 50% of the time, like most people. <laughs> That's not true. I'm giving you a look over the internet right now. I can't see it. It doesn't count. Um, yeah, Don't Starve was pretty cool. Uh, I'll probably put some more time into it. Uh, I am looking forward to making Courtney play Subnautica now that she has a graphics card mm. so that she can go find scary underwater monsters and then cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I love underwater monsters. I'm going to take them home. They might eat you first. No. That's fine. Okay. That's um, how I want to die. Noted. <laughs> uh, and we started Diablo 3 Season 15, which is Boon of the Haradrim. So you get double um, Haradric caches after you complete a bounty. Um, I think we hit level 50-ish. Mm-hmm. Is there a max level? Uh, you hit level 70, and then you start getting Paragon points, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those go across all of your your seasonal characters. Um, so it's it's like a post game type thing after you hit level seven. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I still want to like after you talked about Diablo last week. I feel like I want to play it. Yeah, once it comes out on Switch, I will be picking it up, and we can maybe cross play question mark. Hopefully, yeah. BlizzCon's in... that guy did say it's a matter of when, not if. And then he said, actually, I was just kidding because he got in trouble for revealing that too yeah, early. Probably. Uh, that's yeah. two weeks away. BlizzCon. Yeah, shit, that's coming out. Mm. You should go. Uh, it's a little late, and also I have to work. Nah, you'll be fine. You get Colin sick. You got sick days. Uh, no, I don't. He used them all on the cat. Oh. Yeah, the sick cat. Ooh. He's okay. Um, that's been about it for me. It's been pretty quiet on the gaming front. Work's been taking a lot out of me. So hopefully next week. Uh, tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid 1's North American release. So I may crazy. Uh, deep dive into that and just like spend all my waking hours playing mgs1 to finish it just just open it up and finish it yeah but i'm, I'm not gonna play the fifth one yeah that's fine me yeah. neither that, that one's the it worst is. aside from survive but that doesn't count you're not wrong uh they'll probably announce a new metal gear tomorrow that'd be cool i'd, I'd no, be okay wouldn't. with that give me a remake of metal gear 2 yeah that's true give yeah. me that do it 
or just like a new new hd collection or, or a extra hd collection yep that'd be great yeah extra extra hd 4k do it yeah that'd be that'd be amazing like like t- playing twin snakes in like 4k i mean so good i've got dolphin i could probably make it happen that's true the future is now <laughs> you should that could be your tom- that could be your tomorrow i bet you could set that up really easily yeah probably but i might just play it on my ps3 instead we'll see that's fair you can't play twin snakes on your ps3 no but it's also the inferior version of metal gear solid one is it though i feel like i liked most of it better aside from the ocelot fight uh, yeah ocelot. the whole first person yes that's cool what's that you fight with an ocelot no spoilers yeah. uh, and he also he, he uses a revolver it seems cheaty it, it, it is, is cheaty and he can aim in first person which you aren't supposed to be able to do yeah and that's why twin yeah that boss battle was ruined but the rest of it was really good maybe i just like good graphics that's probably what it is <laughs> that explain why you maybe. like detroit to pound human oh, oh, shots fired. oh, oh. i just like the tough choices life has enough yeah, they were tough they were tough no that's it for me it was pretty quiet pretty quiet like my halloween costume i can't wait it's not actually quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five. That was a joke. It's better, but less revealing. Mine. Could it be better? <laughs> it's it's not a mine. Uh, I'm sure you guys will find out at some point. But we should probably move on because it's been almost an hour already. And to celebrate our fourth anniversary, Courtney has some very important information. Um. Do you want to share that information, Courtney? Okay. Um. So we're gonna do a giveaway. You sound really excited. I'm... You sound. Re- <laughs> You're like okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> we're doing a giveaway yay wow, what? oh gosh no guys idea. that's amazing are we doing a giveaway or are we doing two we're giveaways doing, technically i guess we're doing two giveaways so yeah we got a bunch of really cool stuff at pax and we have some other goodies that we have um and we're going to be putting them into two prize packs so there are two ways that you can win one of these prizes um, the first one's probably the easiest one. Go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Geekscape Games. And there will be a mega thread on there. And you have between the 24th when this goes up until the tw- 31st to comment with your favorite album art is from one of our episodes. And yep. we'll randomly choose one of those to be a winner and you'll get one of our prize packs. The other way is to go to our Rafflecopter giveaway at bit.ly slash Geekscape Games giveaway and answer and do all the little things there. And that'll get you more chances to win a second prize pack, a different prize pack. So um, some of the things that we have in there, we when we went to the Bethesda days, um, we got some really cool squish pennies that have um, different fallout uh logos on them so we have sets of those to give away um i think we have some um game codes in there from some of the game developers that we visited at pax um stickers pins um a set of solid metal dice will be going in there for one of the main prizes so there's some cool stuff guys i'll post there's a vault boy mask isn't there i don't think i have vault boy masks i might i don't know disregard look Regard. We got some Fortnite foam picks from the Fortnite booth. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Those are cool. So, um, I think there's even a Fortnite uh, cheeseburger. No, maybe. <laughs> no, I'll look. We ate all those. I mean, I hope not because that's a month. Oh, I thought just one of the bags, maybe. Um, I've got oh, I've got yeah, the prize bag in in the house. Um, so I'll be 
divvying those up and taking pictures and I'll post pictures of them um, on our Facebook page so that you guys can get a glimpse of your fabulous options. And I feel like I feel like the most exciting part of this is I don't know, I I went back and looked through all of the album art to try to figure out my favorite album art and some of the album art we've had is so funny. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, uh I have some good my favorites. Yeah, well, what are your favorites? I have chosen my top three, I think, although it was hard to narrow down to I also that. had to do a top three because um, I couldn't decide. So one of my favorites mm-hmm. is from Level 99, Set My Lights to Relax, which features our own Derek. <laughs> Ooh. Is that when it, is it a bat? It's is the it, one where you're in the bathtub with the CDs with the tea light candles on it, and it wasn't actually you. It was just some random guy on the internet, and I just put your face on it, and I don't think I really knew you very well yet. I just kind of, yeah, I think that was pretty early was, on. That's a pretty Derek thing to do. Uh, yeah. And then um, being hungover is a choice. Uh, I had fun. Ooh, that's I had good fun one. making that one. Uh, and then my absolute favorite is from level 153, The Spice Must Flow, um, where I... I feel like you did love that. Was my fa- that's one of my You've favorites. You've brought it up so many times. Um, because I, I put a lot of work into that, and I was tickled pink when I found out that there used to be a Dune game. Um and so that was fun to work on. Those were my three favorites. So for myself, uh, and I don't know that I have a, a particular order in this. Oh, I just um, I just did them in, got... in order of episode. Of yeah. preference. No, just episode. Okay. Okay. So in order of episode, starting the oldest, uh, level 116 was called Nostalgia Makes Money. And it was like this, just this like cartoony, like... Oh, yeah. It was like an N64, and there was an old CRT TV, and the Geekscape game logo was on the CRT, and it just looked really cool. I don't know. Thank you. I I liked that one a lot. Um, 142, Shane Sanchez (laughs) was... Had to go in there, and that's be- <laughs> like just. I feel like when you look at a lot of the album arts, they're very cobbled together. Like, like I use quick selection in Photoshop, and this is what I could do in thirty seconds type thing. And I feel like the care and effort put into Shane Sanchez, knowing how much how upset and how much Shane would hate that album art <laughs> and that episode title alone. That I feel like that's probably like my number Thank one you ever. Again. Um, <laughs> I was so proud of that one. It, <laughs> there was just so much like I could see the heart and the soul put just, into that that album. Giggling, art. I think giggling made that the hardest because I was laughing so hard <laughs> the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then one sixty two. This place is awesome. I have a smile and some tears just because of the heartwarming memories Aww. that it brings back of spending time in San Diego with you guys and with Gee. And that was one of the funniest text messages I've ever received, and I'll never yeah. forget it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How about you, Jake? Uh, I think my favorite is probably level one thirty four. It's easier to do when I'm within whacking distance, uh, and it's like <laughs> what a title. Yeah, it's photorealistic Norman Reedus holding the the baby from the Death Stranding trailer, uh-huh. but it's just got the Geekscape Games <laughs> mascot guy's face looking at you like, yeah, I'm in Norman Reedus's arms, and not you. So, and and in looking back through the archives of Geekscape Games album art, the Norman Reedus holding a fetus. <laughs> I think we've used that picture like four times. Really? Yeah. Going all the way back because that game is that game's been in development for so long, right? Like yeah. it was a yeah, pretty early on in the show that we Yeah, it was pretty early on in the show that we, we saw that uh, Which is that album super art funny because time. I made that one 
and I just Google, I was Googling and I was like, oh, I'll use this one because it, it'll work. And then I just put the face on it because I thought it'd be funny. Um, I didn't realize that because I hadn't been listening at level 80. I didn't realize that you would already use that album art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it was, yeah, level 80 was the first one, I think. But I think we mentioned it earlier. It was the Norman Reedus Fetus yeah. Greedus. Um, that was E3 2016, which I think was that. Is that when the game was announced or is that when they oh. showed? Uh, they just showed off more of it. And here we are at the end of 2018 and we still don't know nope. what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Game Awards are coming up, though. The Game Awards are coming up. I'm really looking forward to that. And Paris Games Week, I think. Is next week. Is that correct? Is that soon? I don't think so. Uh, it is on... Uh, I don't know. Their website's it's too much going on. Uh, 26th to 30th of October, so it is next week. Oh, sweet. There should be lots of stuff coming out of there, including rumors of a, a some sort of Metal Gear announcement. Sure, why not? Let's hope so. For. Uh, and with that, we should probably move on to some news. Contest-wise, did you say the link to the I contest? I did. It's bit.ly slash Geekscape Games Giveaway. It will also be posted. One more time. What is that uh, link? Bit dot ly slash geekscape games giveaway and we'll also have it i forgot what that was. can you read it one more time <laughs> <laughs> um but i'll post it in the facebook group as well so if you are not in our facebook group you should definitely join facebook.com slash groups slash geekscape games podcast and if you cannot remember our album arts, because why would you pay that much attention to album art on a weekly podcast? Uh, the easiest way to kind of look through them is if you go actually go to the SoundCloud page for Geekscape Games. You can kind of just scroll through and see all of them uh, there uh, beside each episode title. And there's a lot of really funny ones that um, some of them have a lot of context and some of them have absolutely no context <laughs> whatsoever. But uh uh it's pretty cool i like that we do that instead of just using the same image all the time i enjoy making them a lot when i when i'm doing Mm -hmm. them i don't i haven't done all of them obviously um not even the last years but i've done a lot of them and i that's my favorite thing to do while we're like while we're doing it is to come up with the idea and like start pulling things up to to do the album arts Mm -hmm. i love it um yeah i I like not looking at them while i don't listen to the podcast (laughs) wow you're welcome (laughs) wow um news wise uh i will start things off with i was very very disappointed last night because uh valve uh had announced well valve time was a thing so what were we expecting but um based on playing artifact at pax i've been pretty vocal that i'm super excited for that game um the only reason i'm playing the elder scrolls legends is because artifact didn't actually you know, I couldn't play it and I had that trading card game itch and I'm loving Elder Scrolls Legends and I think I'll keep playing it even after Artifact comes out. But the beta for Artifact was scheduled for sometime in October um, and then last night, so October uh, October 19th, they finally announced, hey, we're still doing this beta, but instead of October, it's actually November 19th, just nine days before the actual game comes out because um, the release date for the actual game has not changed. But yeah, beta is now November 19th. Um, so the uh, artifact community is pretty disappointed about that just because they went from, you know, there'll be some opportunities to get beta codes to just people that went to the international and to packs and actually waited in line all day to play the game. We'll get these beta codes to um, 
to hey the beta is actually only nine days long uh, and it's almost a whole month after we uh, said it would be and just have no communication during any of that time I think is is one of the things and you would kind of see leaked bits here and there from some of the people. There's a closed beta currently, which is mostly professional trading card game players, um, just so that they can actually provide feedback uh, feedback about the game itself and about the mechanics around it. But um, uh, November 19th is when you beta players will be able to play Artifact just nine days before the game comes out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a long way to go. That sounds about right for Valve. Uh, and it just so happens it's like right around the beta and the release date are like right around like new Hearthstone content time. So I think they're trying to dig into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, what were we expecting? Because have any Valve games come out on time? Half-Life 3. Any Valve game comes out in the past like ever? <laughs> is, does, is Valve... Does, does Valve, Valve make, make games? games? I don't think they make games anymore. Well, they have one coming out next month. So I think that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not out yet. And it's they great. They can still cancel it. It is weird though, like their their first real game in like so long to be a trading card game, but it's a really good trading card game, and they have said that they want to do for trading card games what um, what Half Life did for shooters, and I think that they have a really good start with what I have played. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that, and uh, I can't wait till next year when it comes out for mobile as well, so I'm not stuck on the computer when I want to play it. Yeah, uh, what's next? What's with the lizard man dicks? Like. I've seen this like three times now, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know much about. I don't. I wasn't planning on playing Soul Calibur Six. I don't really know anything about it. And all of a sudden, uh, but now uh, no, all of a sudden, all I know about it is That's Lizard fair. Man dicks. And I was like, you know, now I feel like I never want to touch. You never want to touch what the Lizard Man dicks? <laughs> no, I don't ever want to touch a Lizard Man dick. Also, the article that from Polygon <laughs> warning this video depicts graphic and exaggerated lizard anatomy. What the fuck, people? What is wrong with everyone? What? This uh, is why yeah, people worry about gamers. Uh, I pre-ordered it already. Are you going to make lizard dicks? Yeah. He's already drawing <laughs> them out. He's already planning. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's probably just like a slider or something. I, I don't really think it's that, you know, in-depth. Uh, so it's something It's something where it is not legitimately a penis, oh but you have the ability to set certain God. shapes. It's probably like hip depth. Are you watching or the video right I now? I did. I wish I could unsee this. Don't look. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a it's called Create a Soul. So it's basically a, a character <laughs> creation mode in Soul Calibur Six. What are you thinking right now? How do you feel about what you? I'm just still watching it. He's like, so like the <laughs> lizard stop. guy has this giant dick, oh and all of a sudden, like he goes back and does like a crab walk and starts using his dick against the other player. What is our life? Why is this 2018? Oh, man, that's going to be a bug. 2018. So uh, I'm sure because it's in beta right now, right? So there's a create a soul functionality. Is it in beta? Has it, it launched come today. Out? It so, launched yeah. today. So it launched today. Okay, so this is all brand new. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a feature called create a soul. So you can basically create your own fighter in this game. Um, as Polygon notes, a lot of people are making, you know, heroes from movies or comic books or video games or whatever but uh uh you can edit the lizard man character and use a an apple and a cylinder and a heart object um to turn it into a penis essentially um and then so the character voldo has a lot of really weird awkward movements including like hip thrusting and stuff like that and so you give him that move and you have a lizard with a giant penis that is thrusting it around the arena essentially well i'm done with video Um, games goodbye 
No, I'm down. You're down with I'm video out. games? I'm you're down. down? I'm out. You're out. I'm not. I don't think you're out. I don't think you're out. Uh, yeah, it is. That I think I don't know that there'll be another clip this year that will be able to. <laughs> like, it just looks so absurd. How is that possible? Uh, like, why didn't anybody think that? Like, would, if you would have, would you call it ridiculous? Ooh, that was good. God damn it! Like, I just think if, like, if you give somebody the ability to create a penis, that is the only thing that they will create. You're not, I mean, if 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 you don't, like, people will find a way to make a penis. Oh. Uh, Soul yeah. Calibur Six, though, it's gonna break some sales records until they patch that out. Until they patch that, do you think they'll I feel remove like they that? They have to. It's like yeah, a T-rated game, isn't it? Is it rated teen? Like you can't just have lizard dicks in a T-rated <laughs> game. They gotta. They're gonna have to bump it up to M, or they're gonna have to change the change the game. Oh, those are the options. I can't. I don't think there's any more news now. What else are we supposed to talk about? Oh, there's there's, oh, there's there? news. There's so much news. More, yeah. Actually, know. there's not that much news. Uh, I thought an interesting and not really newsworthy piece of news is that um, you can finally get all of the achievements in the Stanley Parable um, because one of the achievements was called Go Outside, and to earn that achievement, you had to not play the game for five years. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so now as of the 17th, that was the first day you could possibly unlock that achievement. So basically, if you played the Stanley Parable the first day it came out and then never again, you can have a new achievement there. So that is hilarious. And that game is uh, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny game. Uh, Elon Musk apparently on Twitter said something about he was going to buy Fortnite and give everyone's virginities a chance. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no so way. he is actually that did this. He actually was like, uh, I'm going to buy Fortnite and I'm going to delete it so that people will go out and get laid. Um, and it really upset a lot of people. And like, I <laughs> I like Elon Musk and then I don't. Uh, and this is one of the ones where I'm kind of like, way to pick on like the oldest gamer trope ever and just call us a bunch of virgins. You ass. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Back- it's backlashed a little bit on him. But I thought it was <laughs> like, what? What? I, feel like I don't that's even know why time, he decided though. to do it. Like, I couldn't find out why, or I didn't read why he decided. He just all of a sudden was like, yep, yeah, I'm just gonna... Oh, I think what it was was, um, like, Fortnite made a joke about, like, it took him 10 years to get into to get to Mars, and it's fucking Fortnite. They're a video game company. Why are you mad? Like, dude, you <laughs> make expensive, crazy cars, and you're going to Mars, and you have private fucking SpaceX bullshit let let the gamers be like we're a bunch of nerds just having fun so i don't know as much as it's a bunch of dick ridiculousness he needs to quit doing things like that he needs to not get high uh, on twitter <laughs> he said yeah. had to be done you're welcome can we just uh, burn like twitter to really the ground no, can like we just twitter. burn twitter to the ground he could buy twitter he, he should buy and twitter delete, and then just that. turn it off yeah the world would be much better. Then we would then we would come up with a Twitter uh, alternative. That's pretty funny though. It, the world like will never funny. be better. It's true. Something, Something else more worse will come. Just rise from its ashes. Um, I don't know anything about Detective Pikachu except for that the synopsis came out today, and it sounds absolutely absurd. Um, so and of course Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Pikachu does that mean he just full on talks, or what is the word? What is yeah. the deal? He's full on talking, as far as I can tell, which immediately turned me. I heard that when it first was happening, and I was like, "Why Pikachu isn't supposed to talk? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Not doing it." I'm pretty sure Detective um, Pikachu talks in the game. 
I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't like it. Pikachu so, so superbromovies.com has the exclusive on the synopsis. Uh, and it says, the story begins when ace private eye Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son Tim to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, a hilariously wisecracking, adorable super sleuth who is a puzzlement even to himself. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to communicate with one another, Tim and Pikachu become reluctant partners on a thrilling adventure to unravel the tangled mystery. Jason clues together through the neon-lit streets of Rhyme City, a sprawling modern metropolis where humans and Pokemon live in partnership in a hyper-realistic live-action world. They encounter a diverse cast of Pokemon characters and uncover a shocking plot that could destroy this peaceful coexistence and threaten the whole Pokemon universe. That sounds pretty absurd. I've got two things amazing. on that. What's that? I've got two things to say about that. Yeah. The first thing is, apparently that's pretty much how the plot of the game works. Okay. So as far as adaptions go, yeah, could be much worse. <laughs> second point it should have been danny devito it should have been danny devito that's it <laughs> that's it that's it that's it you're are you boycotting or will you oh still no go? i'll be there okay. opening Day weekend one. yeah maybe opening opening show opening no i don't care that much oh okay uh yeah it's really weird that it, this exists and that it's live action and that ryan Reynolds is pikachu and it's gonna be just like tarot I, I i imagine it being like so awful that it's absolutely incredible and quotable and everything like that uh, nintendo won't let that happen man not after uh after mario brothers they're gonna be all over this to make it a big deal that's so long ago though yeah and they'll never forget it yeah that's you're it's, probably right yeah they're they're gonna do everything they can to make this but a he's wisecracking yeah it's ryan reynolds he's gonna sell millions and it's Pikachu. It's, it's going to sell millions. Yeah, that's true. I like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's just going to be Deadpool, but Pikachu. Pika dead. Uh, dead a two. I don't know. I don't think it'll be that. I don't think it'll be that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I will watch, though. I can't wait. I can't wait. I could just play the game if I really couldn't wait, but nah. That's all right. What's next? Uh, did anybody pick up Red Dead 2? Uh, it's not out yet, no. but yes. Oh, you did pick it up. Okay. I yeah. know it's preloaded. Uh, I bought it physically, so not for me. Not I will. Either. It'll arrive from Amazon. I'll put it in my console and wait nine hours for it to install and update, <laughs> and then will, I'll play it at some point. Will it arrive from Amazon? I was hearing that they were delaying a bunch of orders. Yeah, it says I on my order says delivers Friday, so I have not received any notification of a delay, and it's still to this moment, as as in this moment a couple of hours ago. Um, still said delivers Friday, so That's I'm good. not too worried about it. Yeah. Um, apparently, though, one of the main focuses in Red Dead 2 is going to be your relationship with your horse. I heard that. It sounds really interesting, actually. It's, it's a little weird. Like, the way the way I kept seeing it phrased came across oddly to me. So I just started giggling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that is, that is kind of a cool thing because, I mean... Uh, they uh, one of the things I read was saying like most games, you you know you have a horse and you ditch it or you don't, or mm-hmm. you have cars that you do ditch and torch constantly. So they're actually going to be having it be more of a companion than just like a mount that you ride around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting concept. Will it be boy level awesome? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but um, but it sounds like it sounds like it like it'll perform better and stuff the better you treat it and everything like that, which I think is a really interesting mechanic. That's a good way to do um, it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really really cool, and it kind of like because that I feel like in the first game it just like 
didn't really matter and you would just like like your horse could die and you would just grab another horse and whatever like it didn't really make yeah. that big of a difference but at this point like it seems like so many of the other systems and so many of the other aspects of the game are so deep and so involved that like just having like a throwaway horse you know it's basically like a like at that point it's just like taking a car and grand theft auto type thing like it didn't mean anything yeah. and so it seems like a lot of the aspects of this game are so deliberate that to not bring that same care to the horses would feel out of place. And so it sounds really interesting what they're doing there. And, you know, if they can animate the fact that the the horse's testicles will shrink or grow based on the temperature that the horse is in, like, like they, there's, has anyone what? put that much care into it? Is, did you not hear that? That's why they no. need a hundred hour weeks. Yeah. Yeah. They, so the, the, animals uh, and specifically the horses the horse's testicles will will react to the temperature of the environment no yeah no i'm serious that's not why why that's some realistic like, what do you mean level horse, attention to detail there that's what horses do horse no horse yeah, that's how testicles work i know that but we don't need to see it in video games like you don't like realism in video games now i like immersiveness it doesn't need to be real it sounds immersive to me (laughs) (laughs) yes so now our games are so immersive we have giant lizard dicks and our horse balls will grow and shrink according to the weather it's the world i want to live in oh i need a shower (laughs) 10 out of 10 uh yeah i think you can shower in the game as well actually oh good oh hey look i have whiskey (laughs) (laughs) thank god for bourbon um. Yeah, I think the characters in Red Dead probably really appreciate it too when it's cold out. That their ball shrink. No, that the the bourbon will keep. You know, and there's been boob physics for years in games. Like, yeah, why is that okay? But now you want to get realistic with the animals, and now okay, we let's suddenly talk have a about problem. let's talk about why we have boob physics in games. All right, I'm gonna go have a drink. <laughs> what have I done? Well, what have because I done? boys like boys like to have boobs bounce around and watch them. Yeah. Who wants to watch horse balls? I feel like, Weirdos. So I, I mean, I feel like you're you're picking on a specific aspect of males or a specific like like segment. But more importantly, like if things didn't bounce, you'd be like, this game's not really realistic, and they didn't put that much care into animation and stuff like that. How many people notice that a horse's ball? Maybe get now they will. Like the next horse-based cold. game that comes out, if they're like, oh well, Red Dead did it better. Like that was way more realistic. And if my horse is just, if my horse is just like, you know, not a living, breathing digital creature, like if it just exists, it just stands there. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't my need immersion. to eat. Its balls don't grow or shrink based on the cold weather. Like, why would I care about it? Why would it, like, if I see things are getting shriveled up, things right. are shrinking, here's, maybe I will be like, okay, well, I was going to do this, but my horse is cold. I need to bring it to warmer weather. Like you need to make those decisions. Uh, I want periods to be in my next video game. I want man periods. I want, I want menopause. What is a man period? Man, okay, so like women have periods, right? Where like, it's just a hormonal cycle. Okay. So men have a hormonal cycle as well. Will they'll also get grumpy? And oh, whiny. I've been on my period for like two years. <laughs> yeah, man period. Uh, I want, I want your hormonal cycle and like birth defects. Now I want it to be super immersive. I mean, we I have to start wanna... somewhere and that somewhere is horse testicles. So <laughs> I'm done. I can't. I'm over. I'm, would, would this I'm be out. animal testing? <laughs> what does PETA have to say? Just kidding. Fuck PETA. <laughs> they would say destroy all the video games. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what PETA would say. I They would pick the most destructive option out of the available options. 
They would say that it was cruel that you were riding the horse in the first place, yeah. I guess. How dare we? But it was the Wild All West. Right. What else were they going to ride? They would Each walk. other? I don't think you could walk yeah. that far. Brokeback Mountains. Uh, um, <laughs> apparently, uh. Sony said something about their medieval remaster they announced last year. Um, did they announce a remaster last year? They did during the PlayStation I don't experience. Don't recall that at all. Yeah, I think they were just like, "Hey, this is a thing we're doing." Mm. Um, apparently, Sean Layden's going to be stopping by and doing a video update or something um, in the next two weeks. Uh, okay, so it'll be a, a fully remastered 4K version of Medieval. So that's kind of neat. I have never played Medieval. Have you played Medieval? Uh, I think I played it once at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the skeleton guy, and he was really cool looking. But I don't know how that like because there was two games, right? Uh, maybe I think there was two medieval titles, and I don't know how they, I don't know how they kind of slipped my radar way back when. But it looks really cool. You, you but I've just never. 10. That's that's. How. I was probably ten. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things probably slipped through my radar back then. Yeah. Not you know like I wouldn't have even noticed if a horse's testicles would react to the temperature of the environment, and now I definitely would. Mm-hmm. Like the Shadow of the Colossus remake, they could remake that whole game. They couldn't add a feature like that. Like they should have. What did they even do? Are you still there, Courtney? Courtney, are you still here? I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) Send more bourbon. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, now I got distracted by the cat. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um. So while we were recording, I found a Reddit post in our games. Referencing an Intellivision Amico announcement. Um, so Intellivision, um, the old video game manufacturer. Yeah. Apparently, I'm, I'm assuming they got bought out by somebody, but they're announcing a retro console. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming out uh, 10-10-2020. Uh-huh. Less than $180. 2D only, no ports, and apparently has, quote, better 2D than PS5, unquote. Now, the top, uh, the top post in this thread has some very interesting requirements for these Intellivision games, uh, including the games must be rated E or E10 plus only, no games rated under 7 out of 10, and all games must be between 3 and $8 digitally. I think my bullshit meter is a little higher than it normally is. Mm. Uh, I know that like Tommy Tallarico from Video Games Live and the video game composer, he is like the head of this new Intellivision. Oh. Uh, which gives me a bit of hope because he just seems to he is just such an incredibly passionate guy and like I, I just feel like I just super admire everything that he's done uh, in the last like just couple how long has he been doing video games live for uh, like a decade I think decade or more yeah um, but reading like these little bits and pieces it kind of sounds like it sounds like an Oya type thing yeah um, at best but at the same time like it also sounds like like Oya I don't think that the idea wasn't the problem the idea was great and the execution is what was poor there and putting because um, they I think they initially announced that they were working on a console like a year ago or something so this is a pretty slow burn in terms of what they're doing here mm-hmm. um so if I mean if it's good, I could see it being really cool and see you know having like a a really good platform for you know two D games that are simpler in in mechanics and 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 way less expensive price wise for instance that is not just like on your mobile phone or something like that I feel like that would be pretty neat um, if it if executed well yeah I don't know some somebody replied to that post saying it sounds like a pitch by a ten year old. <laughs> and I don't think yeah, they're 10 year olds have a lot of good ideas. Yeah. 
you, you can't port anything. The games have to be pre-rated before they come out. I don't. Yeah, that's kind of odd. That's weird. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know who who wants this. Why wouldn't you just have those people who have those games make it for the Switch? Like, why would I want? Like, I feel or like that's what would happen. Well, I mean, like, but if yeah, you're thinking fair. like. I'm thinking portability and like simplicity, like those kinds of things are the kind of things I'd want to play on the go. You can play them on the phone app, apparently. Oh, well then why do I even need your less than $180 console? I have a phone. That's a good question. I I think the controllers have a touch screen and they run out to the TV. I I don't know. (laughs) It just sounds like Garbo. I can't defend this. Garbo. Uh, I'll buy one. Maybe two. If it's Tommy Talrico and... There's actually software for it, maybe. I might just mod it so it's an NES Classic instead. <laughs> I mean, you could just buy an NES Classic for half the price. Yeah, I got a SNES Classic already, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that it's. I mean, I mean, it sounds like a failure waiting to happen. And the, you know, like I, the the reason people like if the NES Classic or the SNES Classic, if it was not filled with those classic games but filled with new games, like people would not have bought them because at that point it's like a weird, super limited console in the shell of something that you feel nostalgic for. But like it wasn't the the hardware itself people were buying those for. It was the the controllers that they used to use, and it was to play those exact same games in the exact same manner that they used to, and. You know, like being able to play a few classic and television games is cool, but it sounds like the biggest thing here is they're focusing on new games. And I don't know why anyone would buy a, you know, spend $200 on a console that can only play 2D games. Whereas, you know, if I'm going to spend, if I could spend $200 on this console or $400 on a PlayStation 5 or an, you know, an Xbox 2 or whatever the fuck or it's called. Or wait till like, next year for the new edition of Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like any of those things. Like, that's a, pretty substantial percentage of the cost of what those new consoles will be and those new consoles will probably play those games but also play you know the big high-end stuff that people are you know you know imagine like the the quality of the horse testicles on like a ps5 oh my god Uh, (laughs) i never want to hear the phrase horse testicle again we're gonna have to have a talk later (laughs) just every time i hear we do like a red dead redemption 2 uh bonus level Every oh, time yeah. I hear horse testicles, I get a visual. I don't need it. I already have the lizard. What's dick the in temperature my head. in the visual? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> if I know. <laughs> Last time I saw a horse was in 2010. It was like 100 degrees. So I don't know that. Nope. So loose. Thanks. <laughs> 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 oh, Man, no. this is like this is horrible and offensive. And Shane's not even here. I mean, think of how much worse it would be. It's so much worse. No, he's actually been doing really well at not playing that character anymore. So we should give he him has credit. Been. It's just I gotta. We, someone has got to make those jokes about him. <laughs> Let him know we care. Yeah. Um. I think last bullet point: Cuphead, the really hard, really beautiful, really unique platformer, is now available for Mac. Yeah. So now Derek can play. I mean, I have an Xbox and I haven't played it, so I probably won't play it still, but. Then no one cares. Uh, it's uh, 20% <laughs> off on Steam right now. And it's 20% off on Steam. Um, I think it's because it's Microsoft published, isn't it? In, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think it's also Play Anywhere if you purchased oh, it on it is not. Windows Store. It is not Play Anywhere? Well, it's probably Play Anywhere, uh, but it is Studio MDHR published. Okay, then maybe it's not Play Anywhere. Maybe they're separate. No, I actually think it is because I was looking at that the other day. 
Mm. It is play anywhere. I feel like that is like that has got to be a Game Pass edition at some point. If it's not already, yeah, it's not already. But I would probably have tried it at least if it was on Game Pass. I just feel like I I have a really hard like people are like this game is so hard like this game is ridiculously hard. I have a hard time jumping into that because the amount of time I generally play fake play games for, I'd like to have the feeling of making at least some progress. And if it's just, you know, like that's why I've not tried any of the souls games or anything like that. Cause mm. they just, you know, they just are supposed to be just obnoxiously hard type thing. And uh, they sound really cool, but just the amount of time that, you know, 350 hours, like Cornelius has played Skyrim for, like that sounds like a big commitment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've played that many hours in Skyrim because I enjoy it. I also think some of those hours of Skyrim belong to my brother and my okay. my brother would come over and just redo like he wouldn't take the time to scroll through the save files to find his lizard wizard so he just made 50 of them um he's got so, a new lizard wizard in soul caliber 6 i hear i'm sh- <laughs> fuck oh i set myself up for that one god <laughs> damn it okay i'm out <laughs> i'm done he's got a, an extra large wand god you're talking about my little brother derek <laughs> No, that was the. I'm talking about Soul Calibur Six, the know, video game, man. no, where you can create a new character, where you can create characters and give them dicks. Oh god! All right. Well, <laughs> do we have to change the name uh, of this, uh, this episode? Lizard dicks, 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 dicks. dicks. Uh, I, I was gonna segue there, and it doesn't make sense. But we should move on to the mission objective. <laughs> the mission objective for the week. Um, if you could animate any type of animal, no, I'm just kidding. I was like, uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Do you buy most games physically or digitally? Why? And what would make you switch and go? The, the switch made me switch. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I usually purchase my games on computer digitally, and then I get my console games physically because then I can take them back if I hate them. But it's easier to get them through Steam. So So what do you do when you hate a computer game? Uh, hope that it's within that period of time on Steam where I can return it. They'll mm. let you do that if you haven't, which I just found out. So, Yeah, that's kind of neat. I think that uh, did, that's a good point, actually, for digital games, because a lot of retailers will not take a physical game back if it's been opened. Uh, at least up here, uh, whereas like digital games on Steam or even on Xbox, I think you can put a couple of hours into it. And if you're not liking it, you they will accept a return, essentially. No questions asked. Yeah. Uh, what would make you switch? If it was easier to return things, I guess. I don't know. Because I, I feel like uh, with my like I don't I have some um, games that I bought for my console that I would mm-hmm. like to like trade in or return. Okay. And I can't. Yep. So because I bought them digitally. So yep, that would be nice fair. if you had like a digital trade-in option. Mm-hmm. But and how about you, Jake? Um, well, I was an early Steam adopter on PC, so I don't think I've had a physical game since on PC anyway. Since Unreal Tournament Three came out, when I mm-hmm. picked that up for five bucks on clearance. Um, so all my stuff's been digital on PC forever, uh, and I normally trade my consoles in at some point. So I usually mm-hmm. do like all the games I don't want anymore. I'll trade those in. Yeah, um, but with the switch, I decided to go digital only, mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually been really nice. I, I've got um, Mario Kart Eight is my only physical copy, um, and maybe Smash when it comes out, depending on dollar value, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's super nice. I can just take my switch wherever I want. Don't have to worry about making sure I pack games with it. They're all just there. They stay up to date. I'm, I'm only yeah, buying that's a good point. pretty much Nintendo products, so 
even if I go wrong, I'm not going that wrong. Yeah, right. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm still going physical on my PS4. Uh, I feel like I'm able to get games less expensively physical, mm-hmm. uh, whereas I'm not seeing these kinds of sales on PS4 on the store. Um, but that may change, especially with Amazon mm-hmm. uh, kind of dropping back out of doing the the discounts on pre-orders. This is true. Yeah, there's really nowhere else for me to be going that does game discounts on pre-orders. So yeah, maybe digital. Yeah. Um, for myself, I don't really play on PC at all, so I have a Steam library of several hundred games that I've never played <laughs> uh, <laughs> that have been purchased digitally. Me too. But for the yeah, right, for the platforms that I actually use, I still typically I'll get most things physically. Um, I'll buy digital games here and there when there is a sale going on, or like you know, a lot of the PlayStation VR titles, for instance, don't have physical releases. They're just available on the the PSN store. So in that case, I would buy them digitally. But same, kind of the same thing with Jake is like most of the, most of the like kind of triple A titles that I've bought in the last couple of years, I've had pre-orders from Amazon um, and not even for when they were doing their 20% discounts, but from like E3 sales over the past couple of years. And so most of those big releases I've paid like $50 Canadian for. Um, Versus the, you know, the, the big thing is like, I'm looking at a physical game or I'm looking at a digital game. There's not, for most of those platforms, there's not a huge benefit to going digitally, I don't think. Aside from, you know, you can preload it, which is kind of cool. But I usually am, I, I'm not, I don't usually have the ability to play it the moment it comes out anyway. So if I have to pop the disc in and wait an hour for it to install, like that's fine. But you, I, it, the physical di- editions are generally cheaper because I'm getting them via discount from what it went, you know, from when I pre-ordered them two years ago or whatever. But also, I you just have more control over what happens with it afterwards. Like if I don't like it, or um, you know, if I I whip through it really quickly, you know, I do like to trade games in from time to time um, because I, you know hey, I haven't played this game for a year, and if I trade in three games, I could get this brand new game that I want for free or whatever. And um, so I do do that pretty frequently. I think that what would really get me to to potentially to, to switch more to a, a, a digital only is, I mean, now that like it seems like a lot of the retailers have cracked down on any substantial savings on new games. And so now we're looking at pretty much the same cost, whether it is physical or whether it is digital. Um, so I think just making the digital releases more attractive in terms of like, like, you know, it obviously costs less to give me a digital copy. So if it was a $10 difference versus physical, even that is substantial enough that I would probably switch over. Um, but also things like, for instance, uh, we were talking about Microsoft's Project X Cloud the other day. And if that was something where, you know, you can just play your digital Xbox games on your phone or on your tablet or wherever you might be, um, whether there's a fee to that or what, you know, whether there's a fee associated with that or not, just having the ability to do that would, I would, I would switch in one second at that point because it just gives you so much control and more control and so much more versatility over what you're doing with your games. Like um, at that point, there would be no, no attractiveness to a physical copy for me, I don't think. So I think when that gets fleshed out a bit more and if that is, you know, there's rumors that it'll be associated with your Xbox Live subscription. Uh, whereas if you're paying for live, you can pay to stream these or you're, you're already paying to stream these games to whatever else, dev- whatever other device for free. Um, I think that is huge and I think that's game changing and that would definitely like, I don't know, why would you buy a digital, why would you buy a physical game that you can only play on one thing at that point? Whereas if I buy this digital version, I can play it wherever I am. Like that, that's, that's a, that would be a huge boon for digital platforms. Yeah. And I think if we see a a similar thing on PS now, um, Mm -hmm. 
where, where it's more device agnostic, I think would be a really mm-hmm. uh, big help for that. And, totally. and Ford's compatibility would be great. Uh, I'm really sick of buying the same game over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's one of the big things that Microsoft has committed to too. Is like I think that they've already detailed plans that like whatever their next console is, and I mean the console, the console game is kind of changing where it's like we're getting more subscription, like based. smaller iterative versions of yeah. these consoles than like oh you're using the same hardware today as you will seven or eight years from now when the next version comes out. Like we are getting these pro con, and so I, I kind of. It seems like it'll kind of be going into like low and medium and high tier, which I mean, kind of brings it more towards PCs, which is bad and good. I feel like in a lot of ways, but but yeah, I feel like the they've kind of already committed to they just want you to be able to play your whole Xbox library on whatever device you want, and I feel like they have a lot of work to do to get there. And and announcing Project X Cloud is like it sounds absolutely incredible, and um. I mean, if they can get it to where it needs to be, like that will be a, a major game changer for gamers everywhere. I think. Uh, I'll yeah. see you in 2025, 2030, when Nintendo gets on that bandwagon. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're giving them a little bit too much credit. Possibly. 2045. <laughs> Do you know how you voice chat on the Switch? <laughs> you don't. From your cell phone. Make a phone call through an app. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. There's some things that uh, really good at. Internet yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. But they make the best games. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's important? Internet or the best games? Because I think it's the best games. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there anything else? Is that everything? I think that's everything. Is that a whole episode? I think we did it. Uh, episode and a half. I think that was now. Nah, this is like, this is pretty standard. Uh, come <laughs> on, Courtney. Come on. Um, it's been yeah. so long. I've been gone. It has so been. Long. It's been a one month, I think. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, we are done. That's it. That's level one seventy five of Geekscape Games. Thank you so much for being with us and for bearing with us for this four years. Um, here's to another four years. Uh, hopefully, hopefully things go a little bit smoother for the next four. But where can we find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at AK Geeky Girl, and everywhere else is Geeky Girl AK. And hey, look, I sure? remembered all of my tags. Did you write it down? No, oh, I did that off the dome. She, she wrote like a little script. I didn't. She's like the AK is first. Yeah. No, I uh, I had sound it. confident. <laughs> she put in like she put asterisks <laughs> like sound sound confident. No, <laughs> say it with confidence and people will believe you. No, I I yeah. figured it out. AK bourbon. and how about you, Jake? I'm at Jake Skelcher on most social media. Uh, and maybe one day on game consoles everywhere. Maybe one Today's day. It's not that day. Um, I am at D. Cranavelt on Twitter, and I am Captain K17 across gaming platforms. Uh, that's Geekscape Games this week, and we will see you all next week. Don't forget to check out the Geekscape podcast for the interview with Yuri Lowenthal. Um, it's a great interview, uh, about a great, great game. Um, Courtney's Game of the Year 2018, Spider Man? No. No, not enough horse testicles. <laughs> damn it. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This is Squad, baby. Shout out to Criminal, Dragon, Satan, and Chief. Woo! Hands in the air, there's a squad on your forehead. Do as we say, or it's a squad at your doorstep. Red left in a Corvette, crash into your stream. DDoS, Xbox, PlayStation.
station in steam. Living the dream. Your team probably hate this. Who you think helped Daddy Cracker hack into craziness? Redirect pages. We took down destiny. FIFA, Call of Duty, and we grinded your smetterly. That's the recipe. Our squad is the nicest. Affiliate with ISIS, probably on a no fly list. Fuck a virus. Control game over Zeus. Feds took it down. We built one bigger in use. And that's the truth. You better believe, bro. We some wild boys. We hack Steve-O. Heck no, B, yo, and squad we trust. All of your base got belong to us. Mr. Paris, set a course. Set, set, set a course. Set, set, set a course for the unstoppable Jack and Jen podcasting the impossible. Star Trek Voyager being the material. Wine is the vehicle just like milk for your cereal. Here we go, blasting to the Delta Quadrant. Uncharted territory, but we're on it. Support me another glass of Cabernet. Cause the Paris will be across the galaxy. Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I lacked rosé. But you learn something new each and every day. To explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation. Talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you want to live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.